Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Lateral Show. Fasten your seatbelts, because here we go. here we've reached bye weeks oh gosh oh it's gonna be so complicated what are we gonna do i'm missing alvin Kamara this week i'm gonna be missing so many i'm not gonna be able to play cordero patterson oh gee, whatever my name is herms you can follow me on twitter at herms nfl we have mclateral joining us for the first time on the waiver wire show what up what up what up and we have a special guest you know him as a columnist at in between media as a senior writer at ContenderConnection.com and an NFL slash fantasy sports writer at Pro Football Media, he is Dave Fantasy at Dave Fantasy. Hello. Hey, what's going on, Herms? It's great to be here. Uh, you're already making me worried with the bye week talk and stuff. Uh, I always get nervous when the bye weeks start. Well, you know, it would be it'd be probably helpful if someone somewhere did an article where you could know who to pick up like a week in advance. Hey, that's a good oh, idea. Oh, wait, the lateral does that. We do oh, wow. a, a week too early waiver wire every week. So hopefully some of you have already been prepared for these bi-week issues. But if not, who who do we have on bi-week this week? Herms, you're, you're saying that I don't get Cordero Patterson this week? You don't, because the Atlanta Falcons, New Orleans Saints, New York Jets, and San Francisco 49ers are on by. But also, if you want to check out that article, this is where I plug the website, www.thelateralff.com, at thelateralff on Twitter. Boom! Uh, but yeah, so it's those four teams. It's it's only four, but there's a lot of key players in there. You know, Cordero Patterson, Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, even if he were to be healthy or whatever, you know, he wouldn't be available anyway. You know, some of the Jets guys, I mean, you know, Mike, Michael Carter, that's a notable one. The Niners guys, you know, Debo Samuel's been great, whatever, what have you. You don't have these guys as options. So that's, it's going to be dicey. You're going to have to figure out what to do. And you're also not going to have a number of players due to injuries. And we don't always start this show with injuries, but there are a lot of them. So I'm just going to dive right in, uh, try and make it a speed run. And then we'll, you know, pause and, you know, get thoughts on it. So here we go. Cracking the knuckles. Boom. Damian Harris running back for the New England Patriots. He had some weird things going on with his ribs. Maybe he's out a week or two. We still have to see some tests, but, you know, could be a little weird. Uh, wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster of the Pittsburgh Steelers. My beloved. Dave's beloved. Oh, the shoulder injury. Oh, he's probably out for the year. Oh, gosh, it makes me so sad. He could have taken more money to go elsewhere, but he came back for this. It makes well, me sad. Well, he'll get another opportunity next year. <laughs> That, that is that is very true. Uh, and then uh, another wide receiver with a shoulder issue, uh, Quintez Cephas of the Lions. What does that mean for some of his teammates? You're going to have to wait and find out. And then we get into, you know, some some bigger names, not to take anything away from those guys, but superstars like Saquon Barkley. I'm sure you've seen the photo of his ankle. Oh, it's, it's a little up in the air, but he's probably going to miss time. Uh, his teammate, Daniel Jones, 
had a concussion thing. He has many steps and stages he has to go through in concussion protocol. Uh, running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire, MCL sprain, probably out for a while. And then just, you know, bookkeeping from the Thursday night game because we hadn't, you know, you haven't heard us since that happened. Uh, Russell Wilson with his finger sprain. It looked nasty and he's going to be out for at least a month, maybe longer. And then uh, rounding it out, some guys that maybe might not miss a ton of time, but hey, they're hurt. So we're just going to throw it out there. Uh, Tyreek Hill's knee, not great. Travis Kelsey had a little bit of a stinger. Not great. Joe Burrow uh, went to a hospital for a throat contusion. That yes. sounds gross, but that's a thing. Uh, hey, Kenny Galladay, more uh, people on the Giants. Just hyperextended the knee. Not great. Uh, Max Williams, uh, you know, tight end streamer uh, darling. Uh, Season-ending knee injury, probably. I mean, it was very gruesome. And then Curtis Samuel. These groin issues, dear God, I, d- I don't know. It's what over. I, for like, this season, it's over. Yeah, I mean, you, you you just can't trust it. So there was there's a lot to parse through there, but I I thought I did a pretty good job with that rundown. So yeah, I'd agree. Any, That's done. Anything we got to uh, anything we got to address directly that is not included in our list of players that we are going to talk about that you should pick up. No, I I think uh, the injuries that really have an impact we're going to cover here in the waiver segments. So I think you got most of it. The one concern I had, so with Russell Wilson, that mallet finger. Now, is that a medical term or does that mean he's going to start throwing like Ryan Mallet? Because I'm very concerned if it's the latter. Oh, my God. I really hope it's not that. That would be terrible. Full disclosure, there was someone else on Twitter that deserves credit for that joke. I cannot remember who you are. If you listen to this and it was you, please say something because it was brilliant. There you go. Uh, But I I guess... I do have one small thing I will consult with my fellow Steelers fan, Dave. Yes. So I saw that the team is entertaining the idea of bringing in Anthony Miller for a workout. That could be something, but also James Washington, he's been on the roster. I don't know he's the person most likely to take Juju Smith-Schuster's place we don't have him included in the sheet as an option but I figured it would be good to ask your opinion of James Washington well I think definitely that James Washington is going to play more snaps than he normally does with Juju out you know I mean there's already a rapport there between Roethlisberger and Washington he doesn't play quite the same style as Juju so it's going to be interesting how they'll mix up the the usage, you know, he's usually a little bit more of a down-the-field guy. But, yeah, I think that, you know, he could definitely be worth a shot in some deeper leagues. If you've got, you know, a couple extra flexes or something, this is a guy that can fill it. And if you've lost, I mean, if it's Juju that you've lost, it's it's definitely even more worth a stab, I think, because he will pick up a fair fair amount of the vacated targets. I know everybody hates that word, or that term, but... It's, it's somewhere be... <laughs> somewhere Peter Howard's ears are burning and he doesn't know why <laughs> <laughs> throwing down his iPad uh, yeah it's it's definitely worth looking at James Washington but there's there's a few more exciting wide receiver options out there on the wire this week hell yeah and we'll get to some of those names after uh, some 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 breaking news from McLateral uh yes. what's up I have Niners-related breaking news. First, the thing that was originally going to be the breaking news 
uh, because I actually got some additional Niners news since then. Uh, Quarterback Trey Lance is a left knee sprain, and he is now in question for the Colts game if Garoppolo was to be still injured. So we genuinely don't know who the quarterback for the Niners will be when they come back from the bye week. Uh, We do, however, know that Jeff Wilson is now targeted for a late November return. So just keep that in mind if you've been stashing him, if he's still available on your waivers. Uh, This is legitimately breaking news. Just got the alerts as we're recording this. So just bear that in mind. Well, all right. Okay. These are things to consider. There you go. See, nothing gets by us here at the lateral. That's you can count on that for sure. Oh, geez. Well, yeah, that's uh, I don't know how I'm going to transition out of this quarterback. Yes, there we go. Okay. That's how we're doing it. Sure. The quarter, <laughs> the quarterback position. Wow. I'm there's a reason is I'm, I'm so good at this. Uh, okay. So some names to consider at the quarterback position. Um, first name on my list, uh, Geno Smith. Uh, I, okay. Look, I get it. Single QB, you're probably not doing it. But if you play in super flex formats, a starting quarterback for an NFL franchise is a starting quarterback for an NFL franchise. So Geno Smith will go to will go to McLateral first. Yeah. Um do I have to? I mean, that's kind of what comes. So actually, here's here's the weird thing. There's three guys we have on this list. We have Geno Smith. Trevor Lawrence, Davis Mills are like non-obvious guys that are potentially out there. And of the three, I kind of want Geno Smith. He has the best weapons. He has the better coach. Like, I get it's Geno Smith, but of the three, I kind of want Geno Smith. Dave? I mean, he's got a pretty good situation there in Seattle, you know, definitely talented receivers. And he didn't look bad when he came in after Russell Wilson left the game. You know, he actually made some throws, scored a touchdown. Uh, You know, I think that you could do a lot worse. I'm definitely feeling what you were saying, Herms, about if, if you're in a super flex format and there's a newly available guy that you know is going to start a game, it's... You know, anybody, anybody that's out there is worth sticking into your lineup if you're desperate. And I know some of us, especially if you had Russell Wilson, some of us are definitely in that desperate category right now. I'm in a dynasty league super flex where I'm going to go out and take a stab at Gino on the waiver wire because I just lost Russell Wilson. And there's there's nobody else on the waiver wire that's going to start this week. That's for sure. So it's worth, yeah, worth looking at. But Yes, I understand it's hard to be too excited about Geno Smith. So, I mean, I'm tempering my enthusiasm, but but I do have some enthusiasm for him. Yeah, it's 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 less than ideal. Uh, Davis Mills also uh, less than one percent rostered on ESPN, as is Geno Smith. So, there's something for you there. But uh, I don't know, Trevor Lawrence, forty-two point six percent rostered out there. I mean, like, hey, the Jacksonville offense is whatever the hell it is but i mean he's done okay for the past couple of weeks so again if you're you know bi-week filler it's the only reason i feel comfortable mentioning it because i don't have like a ton of trust or whatever but like there are probably people that went out and threw in trey lance as a spot starter or maybe they were rolling with james winston or had matt ryan or something i don't know so you gotta throw that out there 
that's I, I don't I don't love these quarterbacks. Frankly, I don't really know how much time we need to spend on the quarterbacks because there's a lot more meat on the bones elsewhere. But if anybody has final thoughts before we hop on over to the running backs, just disregard the past minute and add Tyler Heineke instead. Honestly, he gets the Kansas City Chiefs incredibly bad defense. He had a bad week, but he has shown to be mostly consistently moderate to good not great never great but like he can he can be viable as a fantasy quarterback and so that's why, that's why that we is, talked about him before yeah. yeah that that is where i would go of these options we have discussed that's the only thing i wanted to add i don't know the roster shift on Jameis winston but if he's out there and you lost russell wilson you know he's definitely available enough. Swing at, so. he's somewhere in the 20s i think yeah, I mean, you'd have to wait. You'd have to wait the week. But at the same time, if he continues to throw all those touchdowns and stuff, hey, you know what? Worth the speculative ad. I don't see why not. Perfectly fine with me. Jameis Winston, also another name to add to your radar. Okay, now this is the part of the show where we just go through the running back handcuffs because we mentioned a lot of running backs that are hurt. So here we go. Fire up the carnival music. Uh, Devontae Booker. Probably the most likely person to take over for Saquon Barkley. I think, if I remember correctly, he had a couple scores in the game against Dallas. That's pretty cool. Uh, Two TDs. Yeah, so there you go. That's a name if you're looking to directly replace Saquon Barkley. Daryl Williams, the direct uh, replacement for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And then, should Damian Harris miss any time, some combination of Ramondre Stevenson and Brandon Bolden, a player that we mentioned on last week's episode but in terms of like the traditional like running the ball it'll probably be Ramondre Stevenson Brandon Bolden more of a pass catching guy but hey keep your eye on both then uh you know hey we saw it you know just you know this past week uh some AJP run if anything continued to happen with Joe Mixon and they work in tandem he's viable and then if Daryl Henderson ever has anything flare up for him we've seen Sony Michelle come in relief already so there's those names. Any of them you want to highlight before we get into the guys that are not listed in the handcuff roundup. Uh, Devonta Booker's clearly at the top of the list for me, uh, especially because I'm not positive that Daryl Williams is necessarily the direct replacement. He's the one I'd want to bet on, to be fair. However, sure. I think with a full week of prep, we could see Jarek McKinnon much more utilized in this offense he's available in pretty much every league he's only rostered in like 3.5 percent of espn leagues so he's someone to consider just know that it's definitely more of a gamble if you bet on that horse versus daryl williams who again while not a guarantee is definitely the more likely to be the direct replacement whereas devonta booker for me it's clear it's him i want to get him if at all possible all right where are you at on this dave talk to me hi I like the assessment of Devontae Booker there. You know, I, I do have Saquon in a couple of leagues, and I'm going to make a hard run at Devontae Booker. He looked decent when he came in. I mean, he wasn't Saquon, but, you know, he, he played well enough. And like, you know, like we had mentioned, he got in the end zone twice. So that's fantasy points for you. That's what we're looking for in this in this game. So, yeah, and then it was also a good point about Jarek McKinnon maybe having some some run in Kansas city. We don't know. I don't know a lot about Daryl Williams, to be honest with you. I imagine he'll get a lot more of the rushing work, but Jarek McKinnon's a gadget type, you know, 
X X Factor type dude that can get in there and he'll he'll probably have a bigger role with a week's worth of practice. I mean, as as Malcolm was saying, so that makes a lot of sense. That I don't want to I don't want to jump into the New England situation. Oh, though, yeah. either way, that I is mean, the correct answer. It's messy over there. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know that anybody feels particularly great about it, but hey, if if you want to, you heard the names, go for it. But I think a good point about the, you know, Daryl Williams versus Jarek McKinnon thing is, you know, like, you know, yeah, sometimes if, especially if you have a lower priority, if you run a more traditional waiver wire system, you know, you might miss out on some of those guys. So if you take a stab on, you know, who's perceived to be, you know, less likely, you actually end up with the real thing, which transitions into me highlighting Khalil Herbert of the Chicago bears because he carried the ball 18 times, 18 times in relief for the injured David Montgomery. And you know, there were a lot of people being like, ah, Damian Williams, you know, like, yeah, sure. It was a good process. I get that. But even, you know, me and the, you know, I, I mentioned it last week, you know, Khalil Herbert, maybe. And I didn't have conviction in it because again, we didn't know, but now we do. So there you go. That's a name. Uh, yeah. So we got that. Uh, Salvan Ahmed is another, uh, guy potentially, uh, out in Miami because, uh, Malcolm Brown, I think he barely saw the field, you know? So if anything ever happened to, uh, the resurgent miles Gaskin, who I hope that none of you dropped, uh, then yeah, that would be something to consider for sure. And then, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago when, uh, Jake Trowbridge was on the show, we had mentioned Giovanni Bernard, if you want to try and figure out when those games are going to happen, be our guest. Because when they happen, they turn to the fantasy points. And Giovanni Bernard, once again, did very well this week. So those are some names. Anything anybody wants to say, we can uh, start with Dave. Anything you got on them? Well, like you, I was glad to pick up Herbert in a couple of leagues. Just as a stab. And now I feel a lot more comfortable with that stab. But... Yeah, Giovanni Bernard, like you said, you never know when those points are coming. So it's hard to, it's hard to ever feel good about putting him in your lineup. And uh, so I pretty much steer clear. I don't I don't see any value in picking him up. All right, so uh, just Khalil Herbert, and you're good from there. Love to hear it. All right, McLateral, what you got on these running backs? Boom! Uh, yeah, so I think, um, I think Khalil Herbert... I think it's still Damian Williams's job. I think it will be his. I, they had a lot of good. They had game script going for him. They clearly run the ball a lot. Like yes, Khalil Herbert had 18 rushing attempts. Damian Williams had 16. It's not like he saw nothing. He also was the only one of the two to see any work in the passing game in PPR. That matters. Um, but yeah, I would say Khalil Herbert is. I wrote about um, today, it's now published on the lateral, you can go read it there, about how pretty much any running back with a pulse has to be rostered. And Khalil Herbert at this point certainly counts as that. Um, Salvin Ahmed is an interesting one for me because I do think that were Miles Gaskin to go down, I think he is the more direct replacement. I think they will keep Michael uh, Malcolm Brown in a similar usage to what he is rather than having him replace Gaskin, especially since we've already seen Ahmed, Ahmed like replace Gaskin properly with the same coaching staff installed and same offense, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just something to keep in mind. And yeah, Giovanni Bernard, it's not predictable. So it'd be really tough. It would be more, nothing more than a hope and a prayer. 
Um, and I think you had a really good point with playing the waiver wire game a little, if you know that you're going to have like a much lower priority than someone else in your league. Cause like last week I avoided pretty much any claims on Damian Williams and just started going for Alex Collins. And so, because it was my first claim, I was able to get that and I knew I wasn't going to waste a claim. So it is definitely something to keep in mind. You got to game the system folks. And even if you're not playing in a traditional format, if you know, you it's like, ah, well, you know, I've already, already blew my fab, you know, this guy or that guy well yeah you're gonna have to look at some of the you know some of the bargain bin options so just just things to keep in mind 100 then we move on to the wide receiver position and if you had read my tweet on sunday morning me saying Kadarius tony equals good idea vague as hell probably should have been more specific <laughs> you may have picked up Kadarius tony because like wow I mean, we'll see what happens with the, you know, throwing the punch at the guy. Could be a suspension, could be a fine. We don't know. But either way, that's before we even mention any other name, honestly, just like, I don't know what anybody else is thinking, but I think it's safe to say the top priority on waivers is probably Canarius Tony. Yes. Lateral. Yes. Uh, um, it depends. I would, for me, it's probably Devonte Booker, but at the wide receiver position, yeah, it's Tony. Dave, thoughts on Kadarius Tony? I mean, how can you not be wanting to go out and get Kadarius Tony? Just caught 10, 10 passes for 189 yards. It's not like it was just some small role or some big play, you know? I mean, he was heavily involved all day long. So I think that, yeah, he, he's one that I'm targeting big time. If I have a need at wide receiver in any of my leagues, I'll be trying to fill it with Kadarius Tony. He's so good. And I also <laughs> saw the cool thing. It's like, man, he was able to put some moves on the Cowboys cornerback. Uh, I always call him Stefan Diggs, brother. Trayvon Diggs. There we go. Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs. I got to I got to quit. I got to put some respect on the name. I got I have to remember the first, but I saw he was, you know, shaking and baking a little bit. So like, good for you, Kadarius Tony. Good job. Um, but yeah. Speaking of Tony, real He's quick, on moves. the suspension note, the impression I've gotten is that a suspension is unlikely. But just keep in mind that it is still possible. That is very true. That is very true. And like, hey, man, if it's only like a game or something, still worth still it. Still worth it. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to hand this next name over to you, uh, Malcolm, because uh, you know, like, look, I, I too am enthusiastic, but I did not take it to the astronomical heights that you did in the off season. So it's time. Talk well, about Herms, <laughs> do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior, the Sun God? Amon Ra St. Brown is back. It's here. The ascendancy is nigh. If you cannot get Kadarius Tony, you should go out and get Amon Ra St. Brown. I believe he's leading Detroit in targets over the past two weeks. He is developing a connection with Jared cannot throw more than three yards golf. Like this is it. This is what we had been expecting. It is here. I don't think it's going away. And as I've said from the beginning of the season, there was a valuable receiver in that Detroit lions offense. The trick is picking the right one. It seemed it was Cephas at one point. Now Cephas is probably out for the season. Like that is the impression I've gotten through all the news I've seen today. He seems to be done. I think it's a broken collarbone and I think it's over. Um, Tyrell Williams already out. 
And so it's going to be like him and Khalif Raymond and like Khalif Raymond sure has been a surprise. I've written about him way more than I anticipated when the season started, but like I'm on Ross St. Brown is the real deal. The talent is there and I think he will be viable going forward. Thoughts, Dave, I'm on Ross St. Brown. What's up? He's been exciting to watch, man. The last couple of weeks, he's really, really come alive. I was kind of skeptical about Amon Ross St. Brown coming into the season, you know, but he found himself in a good spot there in Detroit. And with the, if the injury for Cephas is really going to keep him out for the rest of the season, you know, then it's it's makes sense to go for St. Brown, pick him up. I mean, Khalif Raymond, as you mentioned, has had some moments, but he's probably not quite as talented of a guy overall as the sun god that's true i mean only one of them has a nickname of an egyptian deity so i mean like come on seriously like there's a reason what yeah i mean when in doubt follow the deity that's i I don't know i think that's people have been following that for thousands of years but why stop now uh there we go Uh, (laughs) okay that was a strange joke but i made it anyway um some other things to consider uh potentially uh hardman the, uh, the Chiefs wide receiver, it's kind of tough to figure out when he's going to pop off. But whenever he does, things go pretty well. He's very fast. He is very, very fast. <laughs> and then we also got uh, some some Houston wide receivers that kind of popped off. Eh, not the names we were really hoping for. Uh, sorry, people who started Brandon Cooks. Uh, <laughs> Chris Moore and Chris Conley. I don't know how deep we need to get into it, but just a simple question of are they sustainable? Yes or no? I I don't know. I, I don't have an opinion. Malcolm, save me. I don't know. Uh, so hopefully you read some stuff from the lateral this week where we said probably don't play Brandon Cooks, which turned out to be right by sheer coincidence. Um, this should not be sustainable. Brandon Cooks is clearly the number one target. And I don't think Davis Mills's performance is sustainable. I think the truth is somewhere in between two weeks ago and this past week. Uh, so... I'm going to stay away from the Chris's of Houston um, and their combined 0% roster ship, I think. Um, but if, yeah, if you're, if you're feeling, if you're feeling frisky, I guess you could go for it. But I, I really, I think there's better options out there. I don't think they're sustainable. Yeah. I mean, uh, God, imagine what type of situation you'd have to be in. To- <laughs> oh my God. That. Wow. Roll oh, Chris I, yeah. Like that's, and, and like, hey, professional athletes, not casting any aspersions, but at the same time, like, ugh, you'd, you'd have to be in quite the quite the pickle if that's the direction you had to go. Um, okay, so tight end, back into the wasteland of that shit. Okay, uh, Hunter Henry. It seems, it seems, just in terms of like routes run and you know certain other types of things. Maybe more reliable than Jonu Smith. Maybe we found the answer to that question. I don't know. Evidence to date has kind of showed that that's the case. So, I mean, that's the thing I'm most confident in. So now that I've said that, I'm going to list random people, and then you guys can discuss whether or not they actually matter. Okay. So we got Ricky Seals-Jones filling in for the injured Logan Thomas. I'm pretty sure he got five red zone targets. That's pretty impressive. That's not nothing, but hey, who knows? That's what the panel's for. Uh, David Njoku 
he had himself a day. Remember him? He's on the Browns. That was cool. And then uh, Dan Arnold in Jacksonville, the mailman delivered. There you go. So those are okay. All right, Dave, of these tight ends, anything particularly inspiring to you? I like Dan Arnold because, you know, they went out and sought him in that trade. I mean, That's obviously true. he wasn't probably the key piece in that trade, but they wanted him. That's who they wanted to bring back in the trade. So I know that Jacksonville's kind of fired up about his skill set in their offense. So I think, you know, if you're if you're getting down to the uglies on tight end, you could do a lot worse than, than picking up Dan Arnold and hanging on to some hope. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, I probably wouldn't go – I probably wouldn't bother going after him, but he did have one play in that game that didn't count. I don't know if, how closely you guys watched that game, but there was a snap in the end zone where Heineke kind of fumbled the ball and then picked it up off the ground and just threw it. And it went right to Ricky Seals Jones. He ran for like 50 yards. And if that would have counted, that would have, you know, made his fantasy day quite a bit more impressive. But yeah, I don't think that I'm going to spend too much time going after him. Uh, I want to backtrack just for a second, though, because there's a wide receiver interest that I think is, uh, you know, at least curious in deeper leagues, and that's DeAndre Carter from from the Washington football team. Hey, okay. All right. With Cam Sims out and, you know, Curtis Samuel's going to be out some more, it sounds like, you know. Uh, Deami Brown was out. I know it, it took some injuries for him to, to have much relevance, but DeAndre Carter played a pretty solid game. And if you need somebody, you know, he's probably somebody you could get easy without spending a lot of fab fab money. Yeah. So it's worth a look. Anecdotally speaking, just as, you know, a podcast hosted by people in the greater DC metro area, I will say he's he's on the field a lot more than I think people realize. You know what I mean? That that's that's a good point. Okay. All right. Add that to the memory bank. Uh McLateral, thoughts on (laughs) that? And also uh, some of the tight ends, because you, you, you had some little notes in there. It seems like you got some fun pieces of information to disperse. Yeah, so uh, I will say Hunter Henry has been good. He is now third on the Patriots in targets, only one target behind Nelson Aguilar, so pretty good. Um, the tight ends combined for Washington have nearly the same amount of targets as just Hunter Henry. Um, so they have 27 combined targets. They have four, three combined touchdowns, like – they're seeing plenty of work. So as long as Logan Thomas is out, I actually think Ricky Seals Jones, well, let's say saw like somewhere between five and eight targets this past week, uh, which is pretty good for a tight end. You know, he is viable, though definitely more of a dart throw. David Njoku is really interesting. Uh-huh. I think the reason is because Max Williams blew out that name. And we had heard rumblings of David Njoku possibly going to Arizona in the offseason. And those rumblings are starting again. Now, who knows who is the one starting those rumblings? Is it just pure speculation on Twitter? Quite possibly, you know, take it all with a grain of salt, but it would make a lot of sense. And if Cleveland can get the right price, it makes a lot of sense for them to move him. They have plenty of tight end talent, even though they love to use the tight end a lot. Like Harrison Bryant and Austin Hooper can definitely be the same level of production as Austin Hooper and David Njoku or David Njoku and Harrison Bryant, or frankly, all three of them combined, they have plenty of good tight ends. So to me, he's someone to pick up just to see if Arizona ends up making a move for him. Plus, he you know, could be viable down the road, but Hunter Henry is, I think the most sure bet of the lot. 
All right. Well, folks, there you go. That's the rundown of the uh, skill position, guys, anyway. And then we get into America's favorite part of this podcast, the part where we speed through defense and kickers because it has to be mentioned. So streaming options, uh, the Packers going up against the Bears. That could be an option for you at DST. Also, the Colts face Houston. There you go. That's another one. Boom. Vikings take on the Carolina Panthers. I don't know. They kind of just looked bad. That was the first time Sam Darnold looked like the Sam Darnold of old all this year. So there you go. Boom. Three to keep an eye on. And then the new segment, uh, Malcolm's Kicker Corner. Because I now that we don't write this waiver wire column, I don't have to think about kicker unless it's for my own practical use. So take it away. Uh, yeah, real quick touching on the DST thing. Uh, Packers cornerback Jer Alexander on injured reserve. So just bear that in mind if you're going to pick him uh, them up. Uh, 99.9% sure that is the case. Uh, Herms can fact check me while I talk about kickers. You need to just pick up Nick Folk already. He's been really good. He's basically had one off game, which was that Tampa game, which was off for everyone, it turns out. Um, and he gets Dallas and the Jets the next two weeks. So he's going to continue to produce for you. He's available in a ton of leagues. And then if you can get him, Rodrigo Blankenship, who you could still get today if you really want a kicker today for some reason. I actually did pick him up today in the league but that's because i was playing kicker chicken um which is when you don't roster a kicker until the last minute um which is, is what i did it's a league with no uh ir slots so i had rashad bateman once they announced that he wasn't going to play this week i dropped him so i could pick up the kicker because i feel confident that i'll maybe be able to get him back that's not important though what is important though is rodrigo blankenship very good at kicking the football and only rostered in 29 uh 21.9 of espn leagues you need to go get him if you need a kicker. They're going to continue to need to kick the ball in Indy. That is very true. That is very true. Probably a little too late, as technically today is Tuesday in the world in which you're here. Oh, yeah, that's that. true. But it's okay. It's okay. Hey, hey, what you have now found out is a fun little game. You can play with kickers and do the kicker chicken. Like, hey, it's yo. exhilarating. I'm not going to lie. I was having a blast with it. I'm up by like... I think 19 points in this game. The yeah. guy only has Naheem Hines. It's no fractional scoring. Receiving yards are worth less than rushing yards. Like everything is still set up for me to win. But I was just like, I I'm I'm going to pick up a kicker because I just I figured no one else would try and pick the kicker to block me from picking up the kicker. You know, the whole mind games, it, beauty of home leagues, home leagues don't always play mind games like that. So you got to know your league. And hey, you know, even if you can't use this direct application for it, for this week with Rodrigo Blankenship? Maybe in the future. I don't know. Maybe you could do that in the future. It could be so much fun. There are so many fun things we could do in the future. But in the future is... what I, I don't know where I was going with that. That's the end of the show. Okay, so I'm Herms at Herms NFL. You can follow me on Twitter there. Uh, uh, McLateral, why don't you get into your sign-off? Uh, yeah, so it's your boy McLateral. You can find me at McLateralFF on the Twitter. You can also find me at the lateral, which is thelateralff.com. You can also find me at Ball Blast, where I drop the heat check every Thursday morning. It's basically a look at three sleepers that have been playing like starters and people just haven't quite bought in yet. Uh, so that's always fun. And then you can find me at Pro Football Mania. Every Saturday, usually this last week, it dropped on a Friday where I take a look at some really deep sleepers. If you want articles about Jeremy McNichols, about Dwayne Haskins, about Khalif Raymond, it is the article for you. 
Um, and then, you know, I'm going to be here on Mondays, which are going to drop on Tuesdays. And then I'm also going to be here on Wednesdays, which are going to drop on Thursdays. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's what I got. There you go. Check it out. You'll love to see it, folks. And then, uh, Dave, tell the kind folks at home, if for some reason they were tuned out at the beginning, where they can find you. Well, you can find me writing for In Between Media, for Contender Connection, and for Pro Football Mania. But the easiest way to get a hold of what I'm doing is just follow me at Dave Fantasy on Twitter. It's easy to remember, and I post links to everything I write. So, yes, there you go. There it is. Kicking the ball is important. I agree with Malcolm. And uh, J.R. Alexander, definitely on injury reserve, shoulder injury, so out for at least three weeks. So bear that in mind if you're going to be picking up the Packers. There you go. A lot of things to consider, folks. Hopefully this information helped you. Best of luck to whatever it is that you choose to do on the waiver wire. Or you could just do nothing on the waiver wire. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what to do. You know, because, I mean, honestly, it's your team. Beep, boop. This episode of The Lateral Show was recorded prior to learning of news of John Gruden resigning as Las Vegas Raiders head coach. The Lateral is vehemently against racism, misogyny, homophobia, or any sort of bigotry of any kind. Follow us on Twitter at The Lateral FF and check out the website at www.thelateralff.com and fuck John Gruden. Beep, boop.